Give Jesus and Jerry a great hand clap. What a blessing of the Lord that is. Woo, man. You know, I, I, God has been so good. And, I knew something was up, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Because, you see, we normally tag team preach. Okay? So, and I have to just wait to see what he's going to say. He gets a study, and I got to shoot from the hip. You know, and then he said, he's he never done this before. He said, listen, uh, uh, just told me this on the way going. We're going to do a, uh, we're not going to tag team. We're going to do a double header. And I wanted to say this. You could have called me yesterday and let me know because I ain't got a message. So God bless you. Y'all have a wonderful time. We're going to look at the jet. Praise God. <laughs> and uh, what a blessing. Y'all may be seated. What a blessing of the Lord. I tell you what, a Falcon 50 is one of the finest aircraft. In fact, I, I own a Falcon myself. And, uh, you know, we were thinking about other planes many, many years ago. And Jerry kept telling me, he said, Jesse, I'm telling you, man, that tri-core engine, you know, I, you know what that means, three, uh, three engines, no wet footprint, which means this. Let me just tell you something. I flew a Falcon 50 for 14 years. Okay, now I want you to listen to me. If you're over the ocean and, and, you're, and, and, see, and, and you can't pull over on the side of the road because there ain't no road. What happens is if you lose an engine, you can still fly on one engine just about with any air, any jet. But you've got to immediately put that plane, as soon as you can get to where it landed, put that plane down and go ahead and, you know, fix that jet because you only have that engine because that's it. But with a Falcon 50, you can lose an engine. You don't even turn around. You keep going because you've got two. You've got two more like a regular jet. Now, the odds of ever losing two of them are just billions. If you lose two of them. You still got, now watch that, you can act, if you fly into Hawaii, the longest stretch of water in the world, that you better have enough fuel because you're going to die. It's Los Angeles to Honolulu. That's where they judge intercontinental plane. If you can make Los Angeles to Honolulu, you, you got an intercontinental plane. Okay, so watch it. If you lost one engine going to Honolulu, he don't even have to fix it when he gets to Honolulu. He can fly back over the ocean because he got two. So that's called a no wet footprint. If you lost two engines, now, I know what I'm talking about because I've had one for 14 years. You lost two engines. You still can fly on one. You can't fly as fast, naturally. And then you have to put it down, but you could still go across it. So that's one of the finest, safest jets in the world, and they're very fast, and they're very economical. Give Jesus a hand clap for that, Lord. Oh, I, Jerry, if that had been me, I don't think I could have held it. I'd have called you. Said, My God, man. I, I said, I leaned over to your daughter. I said, uh. I, gave, I just gave away a Falcon 50, and, uh, and I sold it as a seed. To make a long story short, I said, did that guy give it? Did he give it? And Jerry Ann, she, just, she said, no, just wouldn't let on to nothing. <laughs> Praise God. And then when he started, I said, something is up here. And when he brought them three other pictures, Lord Jesus, I said, he did it. Praise God. That's a pretty good paint job, too, Jerry. Y'all excuse me. I'm talking to Jerry right now. That's a nice paint job. I, you know. I never forget the last time we went to Italy, I asked Jerry and Carolyn to go with me. We flew over to Italy in a 50. I had just a marvelous time. What a blessing of the Lord. You can tell I'm stalling because I ain't got a thing to say. <laughs> no, no, I, I can, I, I'm going to add something to this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Dreams have no expiration dates. You can get them at 9 or you can get them at 90. It doesn't make no difference. So if you got a child that's dreaming, don't ever kill it. Or if you got a 90-year-old person and you, you're just waiting for them to die to get their money, because that might be your aunt or your, your mama or whatever, the dream can start right then and there. They have no expiration dates. Now, I want you to listen to this. The, the agenda of your life 
I just wrote this down. The agenda of your life is outlined by God and not by yourself. You see, but you got to say something to believe something. You notice when you get married and they say, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? You can't do this. You got to say something. Now, say something. I do. Then they'll ask the other, the other, the other person. See, you have to say something. Jerry, Jerry had been saying that for a long, long time. So dreams have no expiration date. And like Joseph, you always got somebody not believing in your dream. And the reason why they can't believe in your dream is because they didn't dream it. It's not their dream, you see. And some people can handle your dream. Most can't because of jealousy and envy, see. They say, I don't think you ought to have that. I've had people tell me all the time, but, but, but I've owned four jets. He said, uh, not at one time. Uh, Inside Edition said I did, and ABC and CBS and NBC and Fox and all them lying came. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just amazing to me, but they couldn't handle that. But he said, we don't think you ought to have that. I said, I don't think I asked you. Now, I don't mean that to be rude, but excuse me, I didn't think I asked you. In fact, the other day, uh, a, a person came out and said, so I got my new plane. I got, and uh, to make a long story, this man said, uh, well, that's not your plane. That's the Lord's. I said, no, it's mine. He said, does it belong to the ministry? I said, yeah, but the Lord gave it to me. Now, I use this for his work. Yeah, that's not the issue. But you got to understand something about God. God gives to people. We give to corporations. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm saying is, as far as God's concerned, Jerry, that's your personal plane as well as your ministry plane. You see, because dreams have no expiration date. So you may want one of these motorcycles. Now, you think about that. I mean, you may be believing God for one. I, my favorite motorcycle I've ever owned in my life, Jerry Savelle and Rodney Foy helped me get that. I was in Louisiana. I live in New Orleans. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to know we have rebuked five hurricanes coming to New Orleans. Lord, gee, not one of them. Now, we didn't send them over there. But I just told the people, y'all on your own. You got to protect your territory. You got to do what you got to do. See? And uh, I mean, and so Rodney, uh, Rodney Ford called me and saw a little bit. It wasn't about this big. I'm not kidding you. Little, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, paper ad. And I, I was believing for it. I wanted a, tur- a 1996 turquoise and cream, 1992 turquoise and cream Harley Davidson motorcycle. Lord Jesus. Turquoise, just gorgeous. And Rodney called me and said, but Jesse, I think we found your plane. I said, really? So I flew. I came and they picked me up. But Jerry said, let's go look at it. Now, I wanted that motorcycle bad. And I, I was raised on the streets of New Orleans. I was not raised, you know, riding motorcycles, you know, things of that nature. But, I mean, I can learn quick, you know. I've dropped a few of them. So have you. And <laughs> anyway, we took off. And Jerry got in his 1957 Chevrolet with a trail on the back. He said, Jesse, going to buy this thing. I got to feel it. And we're going down the road in a 57 Chevrolet, two white-headed guys. You know, just giving everybody the Queen's wave. You know. And I bought that motorcycle and put it there. Now watch this. See, dreams have no expiration. I loved it so much. I put 17 gold eagles on it. That thing was gorgeous. I've had people try to buy it when I would go to eat lunch. I'll give, I'll give you $20,000. I paid $12,000 for it. I'll give you $20,000. I say, it ain't for sale. I've had stopped at red light. People say, I'll buy it. Pull it over and I'll buy it. It ain't for sale. Then one day, my brother-in-law, I'm going to start over and start coming to my, my, my brother-in-law, Ricky. He said, you know, Jesse, I'm believing, I, I really like your, 90, your 92 Harley-Davidson turquoise and cream motorcycle. I said, you believe it for my motorcycle? 
He said, no, no. I said, no, don't believe in my motorcycle. Believe in your own motorcycle. That's my motorcycle. That's like my wife. You understand what I'm saying? And this one, don't, it, don't speak, it don't speak back to me. And when I start, it goes, oh, no, 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 no. it just loves me. And I mean, so I'm sitting, we're on a cruise, and the Lord said, give that motorcycle to Ricky. I said, whoa, is this guy, they ain't got, no, this guy. I said, I'll tell you what, I, wait, 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 wait. I'll go buy him a brand new motorcycle. I'll go let him pick the Harley he wants. This is my motorcycle. I wanted this bike. This bike goes in the rapture. Into my mansion. I got a room on the side for it, you know. My hog pen, glory to God. And I, I just couldn't get away. I mean, God kept telling me, telling me, he said, well, if you want to disobey. I said, well, I don't want to disobey, but God, I love the why. He said, because you love it. You always give your best. So I wound up doing that. And, and it was such, and God began to bless me with more motorcycles. I could shake a stick. I don't know how many of them I've given away. Jerry's taught me how to do that kind of stuff. You see, dreams have no expiration dates. I just saw a dream come to pass that Jerry's been talking about. And what a blessing of God. And in fact, I'll just tell you, when he told me, he said, you know, I just think I'm going to hang around here. I said to myself, why? You see, there's no, in the gospel, there's no retirement. Okay, how old are you all? I remember Dr. Chancellor Robert Orr Roberts. He said, Jesse, I can't stand up behind a pulpit and, and, and for long. I, you know, I guess I'm going to have to retire. I said, well, sit down. He said, what? I said, sit down. Ain't nobody worried about you standing up. Just sit down. Just say something. So he did all his life. The last few years of his preaching, he sat down. And people got just as blessed when he could run around the tent or run around wherever he, in the church, you see. So what dream do you have today? And never let anybody talk you out of it. It could be spiritual, physical, or financial. Now, to get these dreams, they cost money. So when are you going to yield to the anointing of wealth? You've yielded to the anointing of salvation. You've yielded to the anointing of healing. You've yielded to the anointing of the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. When are you going to yield to wealth? Worried about what people are going to say. That has nothing. God has delivered you from the people. Now, I'm not talking about greed. I'm talking about what God is saying. So when God told me, I had this, I have a same, similar experience. I made a lot of money before I was saved. I was a rocker. I mean, I, I worked on the same circle, Led Zeppelin, Grandpa. I had had on Women loved me. I used to have a body. Oh, God, I'd have married myself. That's how much I like me, you know. <laughs> yeah, back in him day, I was just one evil boy. You understand what I'm saying? Look at Kathy. Shut up, Jeff. You know, and she went through all that hell. That was just hell. I can say what I want. This is a motorcycle rally. And, uh, and uh, so what happened was when I got born again in Boston, Massachusetts, my life totally changed completely. Never thinking I'd ever be a preacher. And, you know, money was the biggest disappointment of my life because I was raised very poor. And I wasn't ashamed of that. My mom and dad did the best they could, okay? But I remember, I thought, if I ever get to get enough money, I'm going to be a happy man. I can buy what I want. I'm 21, 22 years old. I could buy anything I want. I mean, you make some money in the rock world, in the music business. You got the right agents, managers, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember asking, telling Kathy, why am I not happy? It was so disappointing. Because, you see, it was money without a mission. You see, if money doesn't have a mission, you got problems on your hands. Because all it is is paper. You see what I'm saying? So when I, when I got born again, I thought, well, being raised Catholic, I was raised, uh, all I knew was the Catholic Church. I knew two prayers, Hail Mary and the Alpha. It's 1 o'clock.
I, I, didn't, I didn't have a salvation prayer. I got, I got saved listening to Billy Graham uh, in a hotel room, and I went in the bathroom, and I didn't know how to pray, so I just said, whatever Billy said. Because all I could think was, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for the sinners now and at the hour of our death. That's what I did. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that's, that's all I knew. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's all I knew. But God came into my life, and he gave me a dream to preach the gospel, which I, I argued with him for a long, long time. I said, listen, I'm not qualified. Now, you want me to be a musician? You want me to, you know, I can do that stuff. I, oh, you want me to sing? I can do that stuff. I know how to do all that. But I, I cannot preach this Bible because the first Bible I ever had in my life, I stole it. I did. I'm not going to lie. I stole it. It was a Gideon Bible. And, I mean, I got fed, I sent a donation to the Gideons. I said, I stole your Bible. They said, you can't steal a Bible. Uh, uh, you can't steal our Bible. I said, I stole your Bible. And, uh, but it was so kind, so I gave him a donation, you know, and I, I would just read. I, didn't, I never read the Bible. We were told don't read the Bible. Anybody ever been Catholic? Especially people around my age or a little younger, they, you don't read the Bible because you go crazy. Only the priest can interpret the Bible. You see, something like this, oh, the Catholic Church couldn't handle this 30 years, 40, 50 years ago, 40 years ago. Nuh-uh. This, 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 this is crazy. You don't do that. You know, well, to make a long story short, I began to read the Bible, and the Lord opened up a life for me in ministry. And in 1970, I gave all my money away. That was the easiest thing in the world because money was destroying me. I mean, and people loved when I gave my money away. Now, this is the rock money. And then I took a regular job. We're going to do a little testimony. I took a regular job, and I began. So I bought a house and financed it. I bought a car, a house and mortgaged it, and bought a car and financed it. So I, I started living regular. And what, was it two years later, three years later? The Lord said, give me all your money again. Now, I went, ooh, ooh. Oh, now back then it didn't make no difference, you know. But I had more money I could do what I do anything I want with. But wait, wait, huh? the first thing came to my mind was this: Well, how am I gonna pay this house note? How am I gonna pay this car note? And I, when I say give all my money, I mean I have a daughter named Jody. I went to her piggy bank, and I entered it out. So I told Kathy, we got zero. And the only way we can go is up, cause we as low as this is it. That's all I knew. But I knew I had a faith in God. Why? Because, you see, I was never taught anything. I, 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 nothing against Catholic Church. I just would not. I didn't. You know, we didn't read the Bible. None of that. You know, none of that kind of stuff. I mean, I never told the truth one time in confession. I lied like a dog in that confession booth. I ain't telling. I'm trying to get out of there with three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers. How many people in Catholic know what I'm talking about? How many of you did the same thing? Hold your hands up, you bunch of sinners. I know. You, know, you did the same. You lie like a dog in there, man. I ain't trying to get out of there with but to make a long story short, couldn't lie no more. You see, I've always been a dreamer. I always believed in myself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, what makes you think anybody can believe in you? You see what I'm saying? That's something you've got to have. Now, I'm not talking about arrogance and cockiness. I'm talking about you have to believe in yourself. Out of 7.5 billion people on this planet, God chose you and gave you a dream. Chariots of light, what a dream that is. Think about that for a second. So to make a long story, I gave all, I said, he said, give me all your money, and I did. And I heard Kenneth Copeland say, oh, no man, anything but to love him. How are we going to do that? So I walked outside, saw this car that I had a note on, put my hands on the trunk. I had a dream to be debt free. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this car to be debt free. And it wasn't just a couple of months. I don't, I still have a hard time figuring out how God did it. 
We paid it off. And I never forget, I looked at the biggest thing, that little house. Remember that guy? I lived on 104 Hellier Street because I was full of hell, you know, before I was saved. You know, you ain't got to understand that. And I put my hand on, on the house. And a man named Mr. Easton was across the street. He said, hey, Jesse, what are you doing? I said, I pray for God to pay this house off. He said, but if he doesn't, come lay your hand on mine. I felt like I said, I only got enough of mine. Forget it. You're on your own. And God began to give me dreams, aspirations, all kinds of things. People said I never could do this. I never could do that. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. That sounds like Jacob's brother. You know, you can't do that. First, you know, you, just, you, you can't. Even though daddy like you more, you just can't do that. But the Bible said you can do all things through Christ. So what is your all things? Spiritually, physically, financially. Now, some people get mad at me because I believe in 104. Some 30, I'm not in that group. Some 60, I'm not in that group. Some 104, I'm in that group. You see, since he said some, since you got a choice. Now, if you didn't have a choice, that's okay. So what sum are you in? What are you willing to believe? Now, in Hebrews chapter 12, I believe in verse 1, Jesus says he's the author and finisher of our faith. Am I correct in that? But Jesus is under no responsibility to finish something he has not authored. Has God authored your dream? Because if he has, then time don't have a thing to do with that. Jerry Savelle proved that this morning. Every time he saw it on his desk, put a model on it. People think that's crazy. Well, they're driving home in a car, and he's going to get a jet. Now, who's crazy? You see what I'm saying? I'm not being arrogant or cocky. What I'm saying is, his dream, see, God authored that. So God had a responsibility, Jerry, to finish it. But if he does not author your dream, he is under no responsibility to finish it, see. And a lot of people want to do something because brother so-and-so did it or sister so-and-so did it, and that's all sounds good and great. But my point is, hey, did God author that? I had a man tell me, I'm going to build a new church. I said, well, that's great. Did he author it? He said, well, I'm going to raise the money. I said, no, you didn't answer the question. Did he author it? Or do you want to build it because you think people are going to look at it? And I could see. I said, see, you're trying to do something to beat the guy down the street. I said, you, 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 you don't do that. But he did it anyway. It was in there four years and lost the church. Couldn't pay the note, see, because God didn't author the dream. But if God would have authored the dream, he'd have finished the dream. See, so what God is saying today, that's why you're preaching on that. I felt this real strong in my spirit. He's given you a dream. Now, did he author it? How many of you believe he has? Oh, then he's going to finish it. Now, what you have to understand is forget about the time. You're not defeated because of time. You see, people, people a lot of times they'll say, uh, well, you know, I, I, I guess I didn't have enough faith. Or, but no, 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 no. It, see, what may have delayed you was time. But see, that didn't delay Jerry's uh, confession of faith. When God told me about my first plane. Now, if he had told me that when I was a rocker, I would have said, well, that's fine. We can go get that. But now I'm driving a Toyota, and it's 1978, and gas costs 58 cents a gallon, and I can't fill up the Toyota going to preach a meeting. And I, I was driving by Lafayette Airport in Lafayette, Louisiana, and a Citation jet flew over my head. And God said, look up, I'm going to give you a plane. And I thought to myself, because it got here, you think. You got to watch it. I said, my God, I can't even fill up a Toyota. How do you want me to fill up a jet? And God gave me the greatest statement, in my opinion, that he's ever given me in my life. And he's given me some great statements. He said, Jesse, you had to holler at me because the fog had just set in. Fog, man, how you can't fill up a Toyota? How you going to fill up a jet? He said, I didn't ask you to pay for it. I ask you to believe for it. 
See, the reason why a lot of people are struggling with their dream, they're trying to pay for it instead of believe for it. If you believe for it, God will more than pay for it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Even if you're in an interim mode, if you're in an interim thing, it don't make no difference if God said something. That was 1978. I got to the church, remember that, and I told that pastor, he said, man, you can't fill up a Toyota, how you going? And he just cut me down. But I was so full of that dream that his criticism couldn't get inside. Now, when I got that plane, 16 years later, paid cash for it, <laughs> he wanted to ride in it. I said, yo, mama, if you couldn't believe in me 16 years ago, what makes you think I'm going to put doubt and unbelief since I got it? So don't let doubt and unbelief get in your dream. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people will do that. Don't, I'm, I'm telling you. Don't, I, won't, I won't do that. Uh-uh. Why? Because the dream was ordained by God, and it had no expiration date. And that was the first one. And then the, and then the second one came. And, and it all had to do with mission. All had to do, you know, those kind of things. And then the third one, and then the fourth one. And then the, and we got another one coming too. And you, when you understand something, God will honor you. So now I believe the unbelievable. I receive the impossible because it's doable. Why? Because he'll do it. All he's got to do, he's got to have somebody just to agree with him. See, just to agree. I've seen Jerry Savelle and Carolyn do some things that blow your socks off last year at the Victory Thon. He had some money in an account for his own thing, and he's watching me. I'm hosting all that, and we're screaming and hollering. <laughs> Y'all might have seen it last year. And God moved upon uh, Jerry and Kevin to give the money that they'd been believing. All that. He said, you know, what, what's, what's a little bit more time or something like that? This is way more. It's worth more, this particular thing that God spoke them to. Now, to get these kind of things, before you ever criticize somebody, to get that kind of level of a dream to come to pass is you've got to do the things that these people have done. You see what I'm saying? You, you grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ, see? And, uh, you know, like one lady, I like John Osteen. He told me one time a lady walked to him and said, Brother Osteen, I want you to believe God with me for a million dollars. And Brother Osteen looked at her. John Osteen, this is Joel's uh, father. He says, Lady, if I had that kind of faith, I'd believe for myself. Forget you. I believe for myself. I, I, can't, I can't be anybody. I believe that for myself. You're on your own, mama. But in other words, you can develop to that point to believe God. Why? Because he's the author and finisher. Remember, your agenda is outlined by him. He knows exactly what you are going to do if you obey. Where you get in problems is, is when you don't obey. And it's better to obey than to sacrifice. I've had people tell me, Bridget, you got a lot of faith. I said, you know, I don't believe I have any more faith than anybody sitting out here in this parking lot. But I might have a little more obedience. Let me show you how much people believe in my word. I called Jerry because we've been, we've been fighting these hurricanes. Getting, I said, Jerry, well, I was supposed to come over and go see the river house and just enjoy ourselves. It was supposed to be Friday, Saturday, you know, have a little fun. Couldn't do it because I had to, I backed up. I had to shut my office down, you know, and, and because these things are coming here and coming. And we moved that all out the way. Had to go back in and do all this kind of television stuff. But you know what? I, so I called him. I said, Jerry, I can't. I, I'm going to have to fly in Sunday morning. He didn't say, are you sure? He said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll see you Sunday morning. Either I'll pick you up or someone at my ministry pick it up. And, uh, uh, and I said, he didn't say, are you sure you're coming? Are you really? No, he didn't say anything. He just said, yeah, why? I'm a man of my word. Ladies and gentlemen, God is a God of his word. Sometimes you have delays, but a delay is not a denial. See, that's the problem. People say they, get, they think because it's a delay, well, God didn't want us to do it, so he gave up. That's why, and I preached this the other day, 
That's why some people, how you, you believe in God for something to happen, like you said, for a hurricane and you get hit. Well, how could he get hit? I pray, because you got to understand we're one body made up of many members. You say, I believe in healing strong. But there's a guy across the street who, who loves the Lord. But they don't believe that healing's for the day. So I've got to overcome that. I've got to overcome the devil. That's easy. It's overcoming them Christians. That's a tough part there, boy. Because God loves it. You see, we're one body made up of many members. In other words, if this hand's hurting, this hand knows it, but this hand don't do this. But the body of Christ does that. See, so I have to overcome what their disbelief. Because they don't believe, they believe, some people, even the Pentecost, they believe God can heal, but would he heal me? Pretty easy to believe for someone else. You understand what I'm saying? But to believe for yourself, see. So that's why sometimes you can believe in God and people say, well, I don't know why we got hit. But, you know, you didn't get knocked out because you had that, 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 that line of blood, the blood covenant around you, and it stopped it from trying to cause destruction. When Hurricane Katrina came to New Orleans, I'm telling you one thing. We, see, people, when they get real close to people, give up. Well, we're going to get hit. Me and Kathy, we don't, I don't care if the thing was coming in the parking lot. We're screaming at it in the name of Jesus. And it got, that's the first time that thing got big. Katrina was big. And we started screaming at it. We were in San Antonio, Texas, under a mandatory evacuation. We screamed so loud, I guess we woke up everybody in that hotel. And we had it watching our, our meteorologist. And I said, Lord, shut down the southwest quadrant of, the hur- of, of, of Hurricane Katrina. Shut it down. Now, I'm telling you, it's going to hit us in a matter of 15 minutes. But see, most people say, well, is it? No, no, we ain't giving up on nothing. Because God said, I have a dream. That devil will not touch that stuff. Now, if he had destroyed it, I could have rebuilt it. That's not the issue. And the meteorologist, the famous meteorologist in, in, in New Orleans was a guy named Bob Breck. And Keith Moore was watching the same thing at the same time. He said, ladies and gentlemen, we just had a meteorological miracle. The southwest quadrant, the southwest quadrant of the Hurricane Katrina just collapsed. They saw it do this. Like as if God bit the thing. You know, that circle, bam. It came over our ministry and my homes, nothing. It, the wind was so strong, the fire station, which is about, what, 100 yards, Kathy, 200 yards from our, sucked the brick off the wall, all right? Hurricane Trina, Katrina turned the Mississippi and made it flow upward. That's power. Shut it down, and then tw- it went over us. 20, 15, 20 minutes later, it blew back up and blew everything out of it. People got mad at me. Yeah, he went in faith, God. He didn't get no damage. Thank you. Thank you. You should have shouted. Now, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about them. <laughs> this place will shout here. Quick, Lord, God. You see? But you know what? And we were the only place that you could go to church. And the armies and everybody came in. We had people in the baggage claim, all the hospital people. I mean, I mean, it, this thing was bad, son. To make a long, but we had no damage, no nothing. So they, all the the police, the uh, army, the, they came to our church. We ministered to them. One guy came up with fifteen hundred sandwiches. He said, "You want these sandwiches?" I said, "Drop them down right here." We were feeding people, doing everything. But the best one was the garbage man, because you know, four hundred thousand refrigerators and freezers with food in it rotting. I could smell it 50 miles away. I'm the only, I was the first plane to land in New Orleans after Katrina because the FAA allowed me because I was helping people to do that. 
You could smell it. No lights, no nothing. They said, you won't have lights for eight weeks. I said, we got to have lights. We got our lights in what, four days, three or four days, or eight days. Something like I mean, it was just a miracle of the Lord. This guy come up and he said, he starts picking up garbage. I said, what are you doing? He said, man, I'm just tired of sitting at the house. I'm picking up garbage. I said, get out the truck. I got to hug you. I said, my God, man, when somebody's picking up your garbage, you got to hug them. And he just would clean, and everybody just came together. Well, we didn't have any damage. And I want to tell you something. Instead of people being glad, I'm talking about ministries. They criticize it. Well, bless God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to faith stuff. You know, he didn't, he, he didn't get, you know, he didn't get no damage. But now, they sure want my money that I gave them. I said, can I help you on your chair? We don't know. Remember that, I got that preacher crying in the red? I don't know what I'm going to do. So I put $10,000 on the table right there. Check. I said, did that help? Oh, Jesus. Maybe he wouldn't have said that. He might have got $50,000. I don't mean that to be arrogant. Listen to me. You see, you can't let no one talk you out of your dream. And you at Chariots of Light, your leader is prime example of that. But let me say it again. God is the author and finisher of your faith. But he's under no responsibility to finish something he hadn't authored. So has God authored your dream? And I've seen dreams come to pass in all these meetings we've done together, me and Jerry, on, especially in the motorcycle things. I've seen people get motorcycles they never thought. I saw Jerry one time came down to New Orleans. He had five motorcycles. He just gave them away in the parking lot at the Comfort Inn. Am I right? I, 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 I said, look at this, man. Why? Because we're givers. You see, your dream will be a blessing to someone. They may not believe it, but Joseph's dream wound up being a blessing that a whole nation of Israel saved the nation. Now, he didn't have any malice in his heart, any way, shape, or form, you know, and he, but he, he let him know. Now, you know, I'll say this and I'll close. His dad didn't like the dream. You mean to tell me I'm going to bow down to you? He wouldn't say. He just said, no, that's what God said. But you know what he did? He bowed down to his son because he's prime minister of Egypt. But his son took care of him. And watch, in the middle of all that, Goshen, they had the best land. But you see, somebody got mixed up, and that Goshen became a slave market because they let somebody talk about that dream. But God didn't forget. He authored Israel. He would finish Israel. See what I'm saying? And then Moses shows up, and you know the exodus and goes out. And they say, you, the Jews will never, ever come back together. They scattered all abroad. But was it in 1940? Seven, that's a 49, something like that. Israel became a state, and it's still there. And when all them people wanting to kill them, they can't seem to do it. Why? Because the, God authored that dream. He'll finish that dream. You just saw proof positive of what God will do when he authors something. He finishes it. Did you enjoy it today? Give Jesus a hand clap for that. What a blessing. Come on, give him a good one. What a blessing of the Lord. I, I am so excited for you, Jerry, and I mean that. You know, I told Jerry in a call a while ago, you know, I was raised with La Costa Nostra, with the mafia on the streets of New Orleans and stuff like that. I'm glad I'm saved. Y'all better thank God I'm saved. That's just the way I was taught, you know what I'm saying? And I told Jerry in a call coming over, it was a famous saying, uh, you know, if you had a, he said, I die with you. Somebody mess with you, they mess with us. I die with you. So I told J.J. it should have been my biological brother. He may have, maybe he is. I don't know. You know I was a sinner back in the day. I don't know. I'm just saying. I said, Jerry, just, just coming up in the, in the uh, uh, with that, that golf cart or something, I said, Jerry, I die with you. 
Why? Because you see a friend sticketh closer than a brother or a family member. How many of you have had friends treated you better than your family? Don't lift your hand up for God's sake, please. <laughs> sure. Sure. I, I feel led of the Lord that God has given you a gift. You can work that gift. And it can be in the church or outside of the church. See, the church sometimes defines so many limitations to you, you can't produce your dream. You see what I'm saying? But if you listen to what God does, it's amazing what God will do for you if you just let him. How many of you believe in something? Put your other hand up. The Bible said if two of us agree, I'll be you two. All you need is a two. Keep your hand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I can't thank you enough. Look at the dreams you have bestowed upon these wonderful people. The dream you've, you've bestowed upon chariots of light. How many thousands and thousands of people have been born again will miss hell because this wonderful ministry, chariots of light, went out and did something when nobody else would, willing to just pay the price for whatever it took to do it. Lord, I ask you to give every dream, let it come to pass. And, Lord, next year, let this, the next meeting, be a meeting of testimonies of dreams, that they'll have their pictures and now they'll have the reality of what they had on their desk or at their house. Father, I decree and declare, and I quote you, St. John chapter 14, verses 12, 13, 14. He said, go do the work that I do and do it greater. Greater than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, Lord, these dreams are anything, spiritual, physical, financial, or all three. It doesn't make any difference. I decree and declare it today in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap. Your dream is manifested. It is. Whatever it may be. You know, Jerry asked me to do that. I'm just so excited to receive an offer on our ministry. Our ministry is doing very well. And I don't mean that privately. In the COVID thing, you know, the lockdown, I had so many pastors and preachers call me up. And, um, but just what are we going to do? How are you going to make it? I said, I've already made it. How can I? I don't need to make it. I've heard it. I said, my God, my God. They didn't want to hear that. They wanted a formula. No, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the best financial year I've ever had in my ministry. With the lockdown. I told Jerry and Carolyn, I've had three $1 million donors. Jerry, I got another one the other day. Four. I didn't count the others. And now it's designated going to the project that God's called us to do, and that's fine. And people, yeah, it's amazing that I don't even know. I mean, I had one person one time in a restaurant just walk up and said, this is for real, and just turned around and walked off. Remember that, Kathy? $30,000 check. You know what I said? Instead of going, wow, I went, what will you have me to do with this? You see, your seed must have a mission. You see. In other words, if it's an acorn, its mission is to grow an oak tree. It's not going to grow an orange tree. If you want orange trees, you plant an orange seed. I remember when we was kids, the only fruit we ever could eat was watermelon because it was cheap. And my mama said, don't swallow one of them seeds because a, a watermelon will grow in your belly. I remember my mama gained weight, and I said, Mama, you must have swallowed some of them watermelon seeds. And I got spanked for that. <laughs> you know, I said, Lord, Jesus. So we're going to ask you to give because it's a good ministry, but don't give me anything that belongs to Chariot of Light. I only do this under the direction of, 
of you, uh, the leader of this ministry. But I'm going to tell you something. The anointing of increase is on me. I have to watch what I say because I just get it. And I'm, I don't mean that in an arrogant way by no means. I just do. I just have to watch it, you know, because I, I, don't, I don't use that, you know, to, to manipulate people. We don't do that. So, ushers, if you will pass out an offering envelope, this is a Jesse the Planets Ministry offering envelope. We ask you to give what I'm going to do with this. Look at me. You need to know where you see is going. I mean, is that we are so busy now. We have a whole new audience with social media. And um, people have been loving our uh, boardroom chats and live chat. So I, gotta, I have a studio. I have a television complete studio. I got to build another studio. And I called the studio B, but Terry Copeland come up and said, or Terry, uh, Terry Copeland Pearson, she said, uh, no. She said, what are you building for? I said, well, for Kathy, because now they want Kathy to do it. We'll call it Studio C. So I got to build one for her. She, you know, I said, well, she owns everything I got, for God's sake. You know what I'm saying? But it's, so if you don't mind, I'm going to place that toward that whatever you're giving today. Now, I, I want you to believe God. And, 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 and what you believe, we just agreed with as far as your dreams concerned. But this is over and above. So don't do anything. Don't give me anything that belongs to your church. Don't give me anything that belongs to chariots. Don't, you know, I don't do those things. But whatever the Lord speaks to you to give, it's going to cost about a million dollars, but that's all right. Yeah, television is very, very expensive. And today I'm preaching to 2.9 billion people today in 14 different languages across this planet. That ain't counting social media. I'm not bragging about that. never thought I would ever do something like that. But God has been good and gracious. Then I realized something. Why did God give Jerry Falcon 50? He said, go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature. See, God has a dream to touch this world. But he uses people, and, and the price of that dream is your labor. It don't just come by saying it. It comes by saying and doing. You know, fate without works is dead. So I ask you to do your best. If you're writing a check out, make it out to JDM. You'll get a tax deductible receipt for your giving. If you want to text to give, read the offering envelope. It'll tell you how to do that. If you want to give by credit card, you can do that or charge or whatever you do. Uh, we, uh, we take all those kind of different things. And you can give by PayPal if you want. Uh, or if you want to just called shadm.org, whatever you want to do. You just do it your way. But please, don't give me anything. You won't hear preachers say that much. Don't give me anything that belongs to someone else. Uh-uh. God ain't going to hurt some brother of mine to help me. He doesn't do that. And God will bless you. All right? Uh, are we ready? Y'all got your offering ready? I want to pray over it before we pick it up. I remember as people are writing their checks, R.W. Schambach was a great friend, and he told me one time, he saw me pick up an offering. He said, them buckets are too small, Jesse. I said, What? He said, my buckets are garbage cans. He had garbage cans, and he filled them up. And when he'd go to New York, watch this. The gangsters would take care of his tent. They wouldn't let nobody destroy that tent. They loved Brother Shambach because he was honest with them. He said, y'all need Jesus in your life. You know, but, we'll, but they thought, well, maybe if I take care of the tent, I won't go to hell. He said, no, you're still going to go to hell if you take care of my tent. You just got to meet Jesus. You see what I'm saying? And, but they would come. The gangs would watch over them. That's amazing, huh? Why? Because he couldn't get too many Christians to help him. Isn't that something? But God, in his infinite mercy and grace, will use people you never thought he would use. So if you have time to judge, why don't you pray about it and have and change it to bless, and God will honor you. Hold your offering up to the Lord. Father, thank you today for this offering. Lord, I promise you, and I promise these people, this goes to your work 100%. I thank you for it. I believe you for it. Lord, hundredfold, it's on me, should be on them. I thank you for it, Lord. 
And I also want to thank you that this is the coolest motorcycle rally I've ever. Thank you for the weather. We didn't have to sweat like a mule. I just thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead and receive uh, this morning's offering.